0: Uh, my name is Kimberly Rothermel, and I am co founder and vice president of uh, uh, First Response Mental Health Support Network.
1: So, to start, uh, can you tell me how the organization was created? Well, it started
0: as uh, we watched the Sheriff's Department captain suffer through 30, th- 30 years of working with trauma, uh, culminating in one accident in November of 2017. With the horrible head on collision wreck with two high school students. Um, the driver fell asleep with the wheel after a late night of studying. Uh, the prognosis was grim. However, uh, many months in the hospital and several surgeries, they both survived. Uh, the driver is now in a wheelchair bound. Uh, Randy, uh, the captain, he witnessed the wreck and was the first on the scene. He suffered from PTSD and often discussed the. Uh, the wreck and was the first one being first one on the scene. He discussed it, uh, the culture behind the badge and the need to be tough and charge and in control of all the time. So no matter the situation, he said, if you cry or you show weakness, um, then your coworkers consider you too weak for the job. And that wreck made him cry in front of his boss, the chief. So that's kind of how we started it. Um, just knowing the need for, uh, uh, to take the stigma away from that, uh, I guess that, uh, tough boy image that, uh, there are some kind of bulletproof, uh, individuals that witness these horrible traumatic, uh, experiences and then they just, you know, they, they come home to their families and they're not supposed to be affected by what they just saw. And, um, the girl in the accident actually reminded him, looked a lot like his teenage daughter.
1: That is that's a lot to you know a lot happen at that yeah. situation, but uh I mean how is it how is it even possible for you know people to shut off their emotions
0: yeah it's I don't think it is um personally, I know that i mean I'm in the medical field and been in that for you know it' twenty five years and uh um, I, I will still cry with the patient. And it's acceptable for me to do so because A, I'm a woman and B, I'm in the medical field rather than um, um rather than a firefighter or a police officer or the
1: military um, that has to be the first one to be there. So what are some of the other uh issues first responders face? Um
0: we just having to always be the brave ones or the strong ones and to not let their personal, uh, I mean, even if their personal lives cross over into their professional, it's just, it's not okay. Um, if someone's, you know, being has seen such a traumatic experience, I mean, that's, and that's everyday life for them. That's every day. There's, I mean, how can, I mean, I can't even, you know, I I wrote this in my story on our website. like, I can't even see a dog hit on the side of the road without crying. So how can I expect another human being to see, you know, an entire family burned down in a home or, you know, somebody to go um, ballistic and start shooting up somebody's family and then be able to walk away and go back to their own family without it even being affected. It's, it's, to me, it's just not impossible because we cover it up so much, um, We just have the stigma that, you know, this is who they are, and they're just some kind of superheroes, but they're really not appreciated for what they do do, and it's not seen. I don't think uh, the public eye actually stops to realize just what all they go through.
1: What are some of the things you and the organization does to help the first responders? Well, we partner with
0: therapists from the Houston area who can reach out to help. Uh, One of our partners helped uh, one of our first responders that was in uh, was in Ukraine back in 2019 um, via Zoom. And then we have a wonderful partner in Alpine, uh, Texas region, who is happy to do face to face counseling uh, online or, you know, if the client's there, you know, they can do face-to-face or um, if they prefer, they can download her app. She has an app and she worked through some exercises with their phones. We'll also find out what their needs are and try to fit them in uh, with something along those lines. If they don't want professional counseling, you know, some of them don't. Uh, maybe appear to talk to her email or even, uh, you know, go out for a cup of coffee just to, just to have somebody just to talk to. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a professional sometimes. Um, we can set them up to talk to just one of us, a regular civilian. Um, perhaps they want to volunteer at an animal shelter, just sit and pet pets, you know, their animal therapy is great. Um, we will work with them to see what they need though. First that's utmost because we, we don't know what they need. They know what they need.
1: Uh, for you personally, how does it feel to, uh, learn from these first responders and help them out and how does it go into your your professional life?
0: Uh it didn't really go into my professional life. I mean I'm I'm an ultrasound tech, so I take care of women and babies and things like that. But um but a lot of them are, you know, I do have a lot of patients that are you know, first responders um, having their first child or what have you, but um, I don't know that it really crosses over that much. I'm just, I'm uh, very aware and uh, to be able to, um, I mean, this was my best friend that took his own life and I saw him the day before it happened and, um, and I couldn't do anything because he knew what to tell me. So for me to be a part of this is to um, hopefully be able to help somebody else's best friend not go through what i go through what i went through uh the guilt and everything like that to help you know a a wife and and kids not go through what i watched my best friend's widow and his kids go through and still go through i mean this is a a lifelong effect for them uh, a lifelong effect for all of us so if we can if we can just get help those individuals that uh that are on that edge and you know, that's, that's our goal. And for me personally, that's, that's why I do it because it affected me. And, you know, when Catherine came to me and asked if we could do this, I was just like, how am I going to help? I couldn't even help my best friend.
1: Well, with it, you, you are helping a lot of people with the organization. How does it, you know, what you said with Randy you know it affects everyone and the family and all that Uh, so you're not only helping first responders but you're helping that their families as well uh how does you know does that you know impact you that you are you know making a difference with this uh getting rid of the stigma sure absolutely
0: it keeps me going it keeps me from giving up I mean um, like I said, if I only, if, if it only reaches, you know, one individual and saves one life, that's one more life that, you know, that that's one more entire family that hasn't been impacted by this. I mean, it is just not a family. It's the entire community. I mean, I personally, you know, Randy was loved by so many and, um, you know, if he would have been there the day of his funeral, he would have been able to see that he impacted a lot of lives. Um, but he couldn't think in that moment because of the, the mental health trauma that he had gone through and that he was continuing to go through, um, and expected to keep everything you know in a small box and not um, not let out, keep this front up.
1: And do you see uh, younger first responders there helping you know not have that front?
0: I'm hoping um they uh you know they face a, an unwritten code of conduct to be large and in charge and never, let, never let them see you cry you know like we said, and you must oh you always have to be in control and often the departments will give lip service saying that they provide mental health care but many first responders don't trust that and it will truly that it will truly remain confidential and certainly randy did and i know um They're also afraid that someone may see them entering or leaving an office of a counselor. So they face scrutiny for their behavior, not only from their coworkers, but from the media and the public. I mean, you know, you got a police officer that walks into a uh, a mental health counselor and somebody, you know, somebody from the community sees them. what, What do they think? Unfortunately, we haven't cleared that stigma yet. And um, it's at that point, somebody that they don't, they don't necessarily trust. They don't want them on the scene because they're not going to be able to handle it. So, so we need organizations like ours that are private and separated that don't report to the, you know, to the, the first responders that they
1: report to. what for doing this uh, for Randy's legacy, what do you want people to take away from his story i want for
0: um mental health um, i think i need you know you say p t s d and the first thing that people think of is the military. Um, people walking in the streets every day have PTSD, whether it be a woman that we raped or a child that was abused. Those, those do create forms of PTSD. And that's just one, uh, one scenario. You take a police officer or a firefighter and you put them on a daily dose of trauma. They're going to have PTSD. I don't know how you don't. So it would be in my desire to have that be aware to the general public to just be accepted to know that these guys and women that do this, they need more, they need more attention, they need more um, emotional care.
1: And support. So where do you want to see the organization in the next uh, five years?
0: Um, continuing on the way it is just at a greater level, um, just, you know, a strong support system, um, is, uh, it's, it's so important and I'd like to see, you know, multiple other organizations branch with us and create just this, you know, blanket over our, over our nation and our world, but, you know, particularly our nation at this point, um, and provide that without the stigma, provide that mental health awareness to, you know, that support, um, without someone being afraid to be seen or be heard.
1: How can, uh, people reach out to you?
0: Well, we have our, our website and we have Facebook, um, mental health. I mean, it's don't get me out there. We have a phone number. Everything's on our website, uh, So you can certainly go there and I'm hoping that you'll put the link into that because yes, I'm not going to be able to rail that off, that whole thing right off, but we are on Facebook, we're on social media um, and you can private message, you know, they can, someone can private message us and we will do um, uh, whatever we can to help them and it will be um, confidential from the very get go.